Are we releasing this at Galfeston? Yeah, this is going to be at Galfeston or uh, Antwerp, our nothing but bounce music festival in Belgium. We, we have more festival We have ideas. ideas. We have fucking ideas. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the newest comic duo, Davis, a dabbler in many disciplines with a voice that can soothe and persuade. Mike, a fanatical specialist with a mouth like a bullhorn, fueled by strong opinions and a compulsion to share them with microphones and comics in hand. They are Jacks of Trades. Hey everybody, I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. And this is Drinking Issues. On Drinking Issues, we read a current comic arc, pair with an alcohol, and talk about it. Hi, Davis. Hey, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Good. It's the beginning of the year. First show of the new year. First show ending in an arc. 2019. 2019. Starting with an ending. Starting with an ending. Ending with a beginning. Hey, listen, man. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Yeah. I know... Who I want to take me home. You know what? Me too. Me too. Semi-Sonic. <sighs> Good times. Close I, I miss that one song they had. Mm-hmm. I miss all of their hit. <laughs> so, oh, it's the end of the arc. Let's do this. Champions. And guess what, guys? You get a double-stuffed episode because the week after Champions 27, the end of the arc came out, a Champions Annual came out. Yeah, exactly. So we decided to throw away $5 and read that too. Emphasis on throwing away. So, before we begin mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. now we've been pretty consistent with our alcohol pairings and choosings and whatnot. Um, uh, and, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with mine. I was going to say, this arc's been challenging. I'm going to start. This arc's been very challenging. But we've been champions of it. We, we've been trying. We've been so trying gonna, our best. I'm going to start with mine, and then I'm going to go to you. Okay. And then I have a special one right at the end, Michael. Yeah, I know. Special one right at the end. We'll get there. So, uh, I went with, uh, out of our friends in Mississippi. Uh, the Southern Prohibition Usurper. Uh, it's a golden ale with Satsumas, Blood Oranges, and Bretomyces Calusini. What does uh, that mean? Uh, it's kind of funky. Okay. Yeah, it's a golden ale conditioned on uh, two pounds per gallon of Louisiana Satsumas, then re-fermented in stainless steel via Bretomyces uh, Calusini and two pounds per gallon of Blood Oranges. So very citrusy. Um, uh, kind of funky in there. Let me see what this. And I chose Usurper because Master of the World is kind of a usurper of the throne, and they are trying to usurp all the thrones in Weird World as of right now. Okay, okay, that's not, not too much of a stretch. Mm, and a whole thing of stretchy, second. but it's not terrible. I am not a fan of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's got good citrus, but. I kind of liked it. Of course you would. To um, me, okay. Okay, let's let's think about it this way. You know how some cheese tastes like a dumpster? Yes. And that's technically a good thing? Yes. So this tastes like an orange in a dumpster. <clears throat> tastes like okay. a dirty sock. But an orange? A dirty sock with an orange in it that you hit somebody with. With an orange Febreze spritzed on it. Okay, yeah. 
It's it's not terrible, but it's it's definitely distinguished. And I'm Greg. <laughs> yeah, Greg's here. We gave Greg a microphone too, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's good. It's stuff. not terrible, but I've definitely had. That's actually kind of surprising. This brewery usually puts out good stuff. I'm a little. Uh, uh, I will say the citrus is very refreshing in mm-hmm, it. It's mm-hmm. very refreshing. It's got a lovely color to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's what I chose. You uh, gotta you gotta like the funk. I I it's okay. But it's Michael, kind of what funk. did what did you pick? So again, like I said, this was uh, a challenging arc to pair alcohol with. This one's a stretch a little bit, but this is the least stretchy one I have so far. So like I said, we got two issues here. We got the end of the arc, the end of their D&D nonsense, Mm -hmm. and then the annual actually stars um, uh, Anka. Yes. Is that that how you pronounce her name? Amka, excuse me. A-M-K-A, not A-N-K. Amka. And Amka, as we know, is a, uh, she is a youth belonging to the Inuit tribe. Yes. The Inuit people, I guess. Yes, open of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't, maybe you guys aren't as surprised as my dumbass was. It took me a while to figure this out. Apparently, a culture that is not known for harvesting grain doesn't have a lot of alcohol choices. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely see yeah. that. Yeah, didn't think about that one. So I tried to find something from our normal, you know, world of alcohol that would kind of pair with it. So I went with a very holiday special booze. It's limited edition. The Game of Thrones White Walker by Johnny Walker. So here's how I'm going to argue the pairings are. Number one, we have Johnny Walker, a lovely heritage distillery. Yes. And we have Game of Thrones. Yes. A very, um, a, a relatively modern cult hit with a lot of popularity you know, huge influence. Mixing the old with the new. And a main theme in that annual is mixing the old with the new to come up with something great. All right. Uh, two, the bottle looks all snowy and shit, and the Inuit people live in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. So, snowy and shit. That makes sense. Uh, and three, a fictional, swordy, sorcery kind of world in Game of Thrones and a fictional sword and sorcery kind of story in The Last Ark of Champions. I think that's a Absolutely. strong case. I, I strong um, case. Uh, yeah. because you went through, because you had to sit there and, um, uh, introduction, three-body paragraph, and conclusion essay this thing out, I'll accept it. Yeah. I will. And, and here's the thing, guys. Normally, I'm not big for, like, licensed food or drink products. I usually find that the license is a little more important to the creator than the actual taste of it. Right. But this tastes really good. good. It's um it's like a slightly more metal, mellow version of the black label. Okay. Johnny Walker Black Label. So it's not quite as smoky. It's got a little bit less bite. It's very smooth. Uh and it's pretty affordable. I believe this bottle I got was forty. And depending on who you get it from, you can get it from anywhere from thirty five to like fifty. Nice. So it just depends on who's who's selling it. Nice, nice. Uh, but uh, it's it's lovely. I've been sipping it for a while because we recorded uh, fun fact, guys, I'm pretty sure he figured this out. We record the show that comes out two weeks from now before this, so we are more drunk when we talk about this. Yep. That's I know how the I, opinions get out. I know I'm giving away the secrets, but I've been giving away, guys. This is not... We've been doing this for years now. This is 2019. Literally years now. Yeah. So this is not new. Um, but I've been sipping on it for a long time. Still lovely. Still enjoying sipping on it. It hasn't, like, burned out my palate like some really, you know, really smoky scotches tend to do. Mm-hmm. Or some really, uh, really sharp bourbons will do. You know, no, it's just, it's, it's a lovely long-term sipping booze at a pretty affordable price. All right. And apparently, if you put the bottle in the freezer, on the back it says winter is here with the temperature-activated <laughs> ink hidden in the label. That's cool. Yeah. I support that. 
So yeah, uh, it's only out during the holidays, the, the winter holidays. So get it while you can. Hopefully, it's still available while you're listening to this. I don't know if they're going to discontinue it before January. If, if hope, well, fifth or whatever it is, I don't know. Well, I mean the uh, the Game of Thrones beers where they've been just kind mm-hmm. of on and off and around after they came out. So there's sure they have nine total Game of Thrones scotches. Shut the front door. They licensed out their name to some pretty famous distilleries: uh, Talisker, Oban, Lagavulin. Uh, a few other ones. Glen Gooley. Ah, uh, there's, there's a Glen in not, there. That's not real. There's, there's a lot of Glens. There's a Glen in there somewhere. Mm. I don't know all of them specifically, but basically each company got a house, one of the seven houses, mm-hmm. and then Oban got the Night's Watch. Nice. So issue 27, it's the end of the arc. Nova Knight and an army of lizard people are at the gates of the Crystal Kingdom, and that might be the weakest sentence I've ever said on this podcast. It's pretty lame. Uh, they're winning because he's fucking Nova, yeah. and they're crystal people. Like it's not okay. Yeah, I'm he's sorry. using I'm, I'm crystal. To be too he's negative. using a crystal sword forged from the body of a crystal dude he beat in gladiatorial combat to fight crystal people. Yeah. So the champions show up, and the tides kind of turn a little bit. Uh, Sam sees that he's about to lose, and goes pretty much supernova. Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just starts you know, shooting all this energy. Um, there's plenty of, of interesting, not actually pretty decent fight scene, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to describe all that. Cause it's kind of boring to describe it. And it'd be cooler if you guys read it, if you really yeah. are following the issue. Yeah. There's still an embiggened, uh, Eagle. Yeah. Uh, Riri calls out to Sam, which at first, uh, he hates that name because it's not Nova because we find out his helmet got taken away. Yes. Uh, apparently, at some point during the Champions, the Nova Corps got reformed, as yeah. we know, recently in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. And the space is cool again. And, and, and a, one, one of the uh, the Centurions came and said, hey, son, I'm sorry, but this is this isn't your core helmet. property. Yeah, this, this you know? ain't yours. It's like, it, well, it, it's like a soldier in the army, you know? It's a government-issue property. You don't get to keep your gun when you retire or when you get discharged. Um, I don't know. My grand, uh, we have two- You can steal lots of stuff, but you can't legally keep it. For a while you were allowed to keep your sidearm. Yeah, but not anymore. Mm. As far as I'm aware. But anyway, especially Okay. The helmet is the equivalent of a hellfire missile. You're not allowed to keep that. Okay, good point. So Riri's calling out to Sam. He hates that name because it's not Nova. And then this is actually pretty badass. Yeah. Viv phases into Riri and their armors merge. Right. So it's uh instead of one of them being, you know, because the 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 iron heart paladin armor is that pink and gold. Uh-huh. And then Viv is also this kind of pink yeah, and pink gold and green. green. And they kind of fuse together and it becomes this just magnificent golden knight armor. It's pretty badass. It's baller AF. And this ends up resetting Weird world. Yes. Everybody starts changing back into their normal selves, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. And now we find out why Sam's been a bad guy the whole time. Like I said, he had his helmet taken away. He's no longer powered. And in weird world, he had a dad and he had powers. Two things he secretly, not even that secretly. Well, he wants. Two things he deeply desires. Mm -hmm. And weird world, as it taps into your deepest desires, gave it to him. Riri makes that nice little connection with him. And Davis, I want you to read that part, that connection part. I pulled this issue, so. <laughs> you are nothing. Not, not the part with Thanos. <laughs> I'm going to, I had to set it up. 
I guess. Get after it. <clears throat> you are nothing. I know it feels that way. I've been there. I've lost a lot in my life. But a hero is more than a set of powers or fancy armor. Show us who you really are. I'm so glad we're friends. We need you, Sam Alexander. Crash. All these little crystals break. Okay. No more fantasies. <laughs> and then uh, everything turns back to normal. Everything's fine, Davis? Uh, kind of. I think it is really cheap. It's like, oh, you killed all these crystal people. Oh, what are they going to do? Oh, no, they're just going to reform back. Wait, what? wait a minute. Wait, what? wait, wait. So so these stakes that you raised are actually not stakes at all? Well, well, but, Davis, they're still stuck in real world, right? Well, yeah, they're still stuck in real world. But, I mean, well, that that, that man tang? Mm-hmm. That damn man tang? That, that damn man tang? He's like, oh, <laughs> hey, you guys want to go back? Womp. Portal's open. They could have gone back the whole fucking time. So this didn't mean anything. Yeah, this was literally, this was like the season of uh, Married with Children where she was pregnant and then in real life she had a miscarriage so they played that whole season off as a dream. Did they do the same thing with Roseanne? Uh, not not pregnancy though, wasn't it? Like, didn't they have a whole? It was all a dream thing. Maybe I don't know. The '90s were a weird fucking time for TV. No, uh, the entire Bob Newhart show was a dream. Mm. He used to read Word Up magazine. That he did not. But... You know, I might be mixing up with Married with Children. I remember you telling the story yeah. about how it was bullshit. Yeah, no, no, no. The whole well, because an opportunity to tell a really cool thing that you know, a really, a really human story that's never told yeah. doesn't get an opportunity to be told very often. Right. Like our previous podcast. With Newberry Tart. Was this one summer? Yeah. Yeah, go check that episode out and check good. out that book and check out Newberry Tart. They were fun. Thank you. It's good stuff. Uh, so anyway, the champions are back in their bunker and Riri's being a good leader going around. Well, not before they go to Carefree, Arizona. Sorry, had to point that out as a name of a place it's that stupid. might or might not exist. But they're in the bunker. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're in the fu- and Riri's being a good leader, touching base with all of her team because they yeah. just went through some really pretty rough shit. It's like, hey, bud. Hey, hey, Miles, you still want me to call you Miles or Shadow Spider? Fuck you, Riri. Well, also, Miles well, is cool. Well, I was going to say, my, my, more like, hey, Miles, um, your deepest, darkest desire was to be a loner with no teammates or friends? No, I just wanted a really badass cloak, man. Yeah, and he, he was just kind of like, eh, I mean, I felt out of place lately, but, you know, it, it's cool. I'm, I'm here, fine. Uh, and then she goes to check in with Viv because that whole, like, merging together move was pretty badass. Yeah. And then Viv kisses her. Viv, Viv was picking up on some things that might or might not have been there. Yeah, so, like, the, the merger might have been part of those, quote-unquote, deepest desires? Mm. Was the merge there with Riri? Maybe. It is one of those, like, hey, you, you know what she... Listen, Viv took her fucking shot. Shoot, shoot, shooter. Shoot, she, shooter. Shoot, shooter. Shooter, shoot. She shot her shot. I'm old. I don't know how, that, how that's She shot her shot. Go. She got shot down. Yeah. But hey, with some of the things that have happened to Viv in her life, you know well, what? Maybe she's looking for some stability in some things, and I completely understand that. In case you couldn't figure it out, Riri was pretty caught off guard, and uh, an embarrassed Viv runs away. Mm, and phases through a wall. Yeah. Uh, Kamala gathers the team together and busts out a game. Mansions and manticores. By the way, I will... Credit to all of them. That is my favorite non-copyright non, infringing. Non-copyright infringing Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, whatever. 
Um, I hate these stupid tropes, personally. I love them. Uh, Sparky is... Remember the dog? Yep. We're going to hear more about him. Viv has a dog. In two weeks, guys. Uh, Sparky's sniffing around and ends up getting attacked by a robot spider. A robot spider. I don't know where that's from, because I don't think it's from Master of the Universe, whatever his name is. No, no, because his little thingy was floating, wasn't it? He had little drones. Like skeets. Yeah, like skeets, but this is... I don't think it's Superior Spider-Man, because this looks like something Doc Ock would have created as Superior Spider-Man, but Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is from. Uh, but then the f- spider... Engage and assimilate. Yeah, the spider phases into Sparky and takes control of him. And to be continued in a Champions reboot, we're not going to read. Yep. So, <laughs> so let us know how it goes. Yeah, if you did. So, let's just jump into the ratings because we've got another issue to do. Yep. I'm giving this a four. You're giving it a four? Yeah, there's a lot about it I didn't like. Um, like we said, the stakes weren't even damn real. Yeah. Uh, battle was pretty much the best part, but it was kind of short and pointless and didn't really do anything super cool. It was just, hey, here's some fun little action that doesn't really, you know, wasn't, wasn't really groundbreaking. They didn't do anything interesting okay. or cool with it. All right. Um, Homeboy just disappears and nobody even addresses it. Who, the master of the world? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even, they didn't even, like, not, even, not even a throwaway line of like, oh, he escaped. No, yeah. nothing. They didn't even talk about no, it. No, they just left him. We're like, hey, fuck it, it's yeah. horrible. It's problem now. Uh, the interpersonal problems they're all dealing with Barely got addressed. And unlike you, I hate the stupid off-brand D&D nonsense. Okay. I will say, though, what kept this from being even a lower score is I, I did like the Viv kiss mm-hmm. of Riri. Uh, we get a callback to her kiss of the Hulk from that second issue with the, where we were camping that we actually liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, I you know, Viv is, she may be a teenager physically, but she's young mentally. And even still, teenagers experiment. And Teen- I... I was I really, trying to make out with everything when I was a teenager. I, I really man. enjoy her. I, I enjoy watching her kind of explore not only her humanity but her teenageness. Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of cool. And and I I do like that idea of not everybody knows what gender they like. Sometimes you got to do some experimentation. Yep, and, that's true. And, and it was kind of cool. I, I, I kind of liked that. You know. Um, I know a lot of people are going to cry forced diversity of oh the. The robot girl who's pink, so she's not white, um, making out with the black girl. So now we have biracial and lesbian. Yeah, but they can, they can just get over that real quick. They didn't read the book. They, they didn't read the book, and this book didn't get a lot of publicity. I mean, so it's, it's, it's a robot. Technically, Viv can be whatever gender she wants or lack never, thereof. I will never accept you calling it a robot. A robot? You're not Zoidberg. I, a robot. I, I like calling it a robot. Davis, what's your rating on this one? Five. Okay. Um, uh, An, overall, a perfectly adequate comic. Book. It was. It was a perfectly overall adequate comic. Um, uh, I did like the whole Sam. It's like the whole the whole reason why there is because Sam and Wasp got knocked in there to begin with. It's the only reason why they're there. What was Wasp's motivation? Why was she evil? We got Sam. I don't think. I don't think she was. It wasn't that she was evil. I think it was more of like a she was. She kind of knew that this was someone that she had to see and protect. And because he was kind of going along with the master being his dad, then yeah, she's like, oh, I have to protect him. Maybe, maybe in like previous issues that we didn't read, there was some bonding between them, mm-hmm. like some kind of brother sister bonding. She is a trained assassin. Yeah, but like maybe there's like some brother sister bonding or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Familial bonds. But again, if you want new readers to get in, you're gonna have to make it a little bit. You have to give us a little bit more. To go off of. I don't think they were worried about that. I think they were just trying to get this because they, they are rebooting it with number one. So, yeah, yeah. whole lots of fucks it. Um, uh, yeah, number five. I really, I as cheesy as it is, I really did like the whole, hey, 
it takes more than just a power, a set of power armor or superpowers to be a hero. You can, everyone's a hero in their own way, to quote Dr. Horrible. And I thought that was a really good, slightly You and campy. you and mostly me and you. Exactly. Um, I thought it, it was a little campy, but I felt it was a good ending to how this whole thing went. Uh, the minus the lack of, you know, this whole thing was for naught. There weren't any real goals or anything at stake so much. I get that. I understand that. But, you know, uh, overall, I thought it was fine. Uh, which, because... One more, one more thing that makes this a four for me. That fucking pink and green wizard, which is not a complimentary color set. There's no reason to use that color set unless you were referencing Vision, which they didn't. Didn't even fucking show up in this issue. So guess who was wrong has to take this penalty shot. Davis, Mike. here is your... I was right and Mike was wrong for 2018. I was right and Mike was wrong for 2018. So, Nana Nana Boo Boo, stick your, your head you can't in doo doo. Mike, uh, uh, Davis just pulled back a uh, brown bag revealing a bottle I had not seen before. Yes. Uh, well, it, well, there's still something in the brown bag. Oh, oh no. Don't get me wrong. So, uh, on my local visit to a. Um, uh, <clears throat> Uh, local liquor store today. They had $1 bottles of Jack Daniels Tennessee Fire. So is that basically just Fireball Jack Daniels? Yeah, it's the Jack Pretty Daniels much. version of Fireball. Because I, I told the lady, I'm like, hey, give me a small bottle of Fireball. And she said, well, the Jack Daniels stuff is a dollar instead of a dollar ninety nine, So it's cheaper. And my first thought was, oh, fuck yes. So there is that. So this, this penalty shot, in case y'all are not familiar with it, uh, Michael has to drink this shot. So I'm going to carefully concoct this shot together out of three different things. Oh, God. One is going to be this little bit of before, Jack Daniels, Before we get into it, I just want to say, it's kind of hilarious how, so there was the penalty box on Blurry Photos, phenomenal podcast, uh -huh. where they had their own penalty for making things wrong. Uh, I won't get into it, it takes a little description, but they had their own thing. Then Ryan, Josh, and I, I think it was Ryan's idea, decided penalty shots. Of? Rumor flies. Yes, and so, go check it out, guys. Thank you, thank you. Um, and, that, and then so Mike decided like... Inspired by Rumor Flies, well, Mike, a podcast we love with people who don't understand what constitutes a Christmas movie. Fair. Uh, but I just, I'm just laughing at the fact that this has just been like making its way. Yeah, like so, all the photos and now th two, two shows later. There's and, not many uh, things we can be wrong about and called out on. So, so I'm taking some Jack Daniels. <laughs> Tennessee Fire, because Mike likes whiskey, and this is a bastardization this of whiskey. Is, yeah, this is probably so one, gonna be one of a the little, worst versions little, of whiskey. A little floop of that in there. Okay. All right. So it's a little floop just of that. Just a little dab, a little, 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 little touch. Then, it doesn't even, I don't even think it covers uh, the bottom of the glass. A touch. There is a, uh, a little bit of a late bottled vintage port from 2012 that I opened up at WrestleMania a couple of months ago. <laughs> months. It doesn't go bad, I don't think. So... Little, little, little Not if you store wine properly. It wasn't. Whatever properly is, it wasn't. Davis does not know what proper storage of wine is. So we got that. And then I saw this one today, Michael. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, for what it's worth, we don't make Frankensteinian monsters like this. This is next level. What is this nonsense? It's a beer that is a Berliner Weiss-style ale bird with dragon fruit and strawberry, and it's... The label is, it's Miss Magenta, the 2018 edition, and it has the whole Pantone, yeah? Pantone? Of the color of Viv, because... It, it looks Mike, like a fucking Depeche Mode album. Because <laughs> because Mike brought up the fact that it was, there's no way the pink's with this thing. So I uh, I decided to uh, pick this, this one out. Foul. Just so Mike has to look at it. I feel like I might actually enjoy this beer if it wasn't mixed with other garbage. 
And there we go. Oh god. <laughs> it's it's not the worst. I'm not going with Mike's anything. I'm swirling too... it around. I'm giving the It's good. It's good. Let me let me see what it smells like. Let me let me get a gently waft. Oh god. <laughs> Does it smell like it's... regret? Yo. <laughs> Smell like mistakes. All you smell is like the cinnamon red hot. That's all you can <laughs> the smell. The fact of the matter is that Champions just keeps finding ways to make your lives miserable. I know, <laughs> I know. Okay, okay. My mind's telling me no. <laughs> but my body, my body is telling me yes. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't really that bad. A lot, a lot of the negatives canceled each other out. I think I, I, the port really mellowed. A lot of that spicy cinnamon garbage nonsense. And and the beer just kind of helped it like round out the bottom a little bit. So it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't want a glass of it. <laughs> All right. I do want to taste this beer by itself. Yeah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. But I really have to just point the magenta label out to you the that entire time. That was a good time. job. That was a very, very it's good brewing. find. This is delicious. Oh, yeah. No, the actual good. beer. It's a good beer. It's a good beer. It's a good brewery. Yeah, this is actually... Pass it uh, around. Take one down, pass it around. They actually do have a series of those where it's just the... Um, uh, bloop, bloop, bloop. Ooh, yeah, it's very nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, y- you have to like those like that's a Berliner soury Weiss. type of beers. That's a, that's a, that's a very, Berliner very, very Weiss. sour Berliner Weiss. That's very... Berliner Weiss. But it's very nice. I can tolerate that. I don't like, like snacking. Sour. That's a big I don't like, snacker. I don't like sours that much, but that I can tolerate. Yeah. That's fine. So I went ahead and I actually planned this ahead of time. Nice. Wrote my notes. Guys, in the three years we've done this podcast, Davis has now written his second set of notes. Look, Mike. (laughs) It's not really notes. It's just he actually wrote down his ratings. Yes. So those are my notes. So let's Um, go through uh, this issue real quick. So, well, well, I only did. Literally infinitely better than his previous notes, which were zero. I did. (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. I did for the arc. Not for the arc and the annual. I did for the arc. My overall rating, um, uh, five. For this one, 26, 6, 6, so a 5.66. Rounding up, fuck it, a 6. It's an acceptable comic. You should read it and check it out if you want to know what's... If you like these characters. Yes, that's what I was about to say. If you like these characters, go for it. If you don't, uh, read Namor. I'm pretty sure mine's like a 5.5, maybe? Yeah, because you were... Well, you were... 6.64. Yeah, you were... No, you were... Yes, you were 6.74. No, 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 no. I, I, I never gave this this series a seven. Six five four. Six six four, I believe. Six five four three two one. Blast off. That's what I've written down here. Doesn't matter. So on to the annual. <clears throat> this one's all about Amka. Snowguard. 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 She was in the last one. Yes. Uh, it opens with her getting her tattoos, which yep. is a rite of passage yes. for the uh, Inuit people. Yes. It's also a rite of passage amongst Cajun people for a while, where you had to get the uh, the Jesus barbed wire armband. Yeah, hers are a lot cooler though. Yeah, a lot cooler and have a lot more meaning yeah, to it. Yeah, some Absolutely. cool line work on her on her face and hands. Uh, now it's a rite of passage to make you an adult. Problem is she doesn't feel like an adult. Mm-hmm. And then she gets these cool powers, and now she doesn't feel like an adult, but also can kill people. Yeah. So kind of complicated set of feelings. Mm-hmm. So in this issue, she comes back to visit home, uh, and and we kind of get to see a slice of life of you know her family, her culture. Mm-hmm. The adults are pretty happy to see her. Her little cousins think she's cool as hell. Yeah, because you got superpowers. And there's you that, can fly. There's that old cousin that thinks she's a sellout for leaving the tribe. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just jealous that she actually got out and he didn't. 
that is it's one kind of like thing. the undertone. I mean, uh, you, you, well, y'all y'all grew up in big towns and whatnot with the big city life over in you know big a, city a multicultural hub of the United States of America with its own complete unique you know culture and everything. Mm-hmm. However, uh, from someone that was born in a very small town outside of, I was born in a small town. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know who that is, but stop that. Springsteen, right? I think so. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, it is very much one of those... Fact checker Greg. Google, I was born in a small town. The song. You don't have to write a song. Google's going to come with the song first. Okay. Um, and then also in Plano, where Google's I lived up listening. in the burbs over there. It is very much like a, oh, 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 yeah, you you left. That's cool. Go, John go Mellencamp. Oh, okay. And Kenny Chesney. Uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. It's the Mellencamp version that we're thinking of. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely got that from him as well, as well as his ability to rock a top knot better than you. Yeah, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. It's not really a goal of mine, though. No, uh, no shade, it's but more, more of a necessity, good. not really a, not really a style. Anyway, Amka goes on a couple small adventures. Uh, she goes out and finds a lost senile woman. Mm-hmm. She stops a giant from destroying the town. Mm-hmm. Davis, can you please pronounce the giant's name or whatever it is? Oh, I can see it, Mike. I'm just trying to get all these consonants. Get in after life. it, Davis. It's an Inu Pasug. I don't know enough to contradict you. I just wanted to make you pronounce it. Yeah, it's a Inu Pasug. Yeah, sure. Because that is, I, I want to say the G, the G ends with a Pasug, and then you go Pasug. In, I don't know. My Inup Inup Pasug Juk. Inu Pasug. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and separate the G and the J because except for in English, you pretty much, and French, you pretty much pronounce all the letters. Okay. Uh, yeah, it turns out the giant just wanted to play, which yeah, he, is kind he, of fun. Yeah. And then she goes to give a speech at the school and finds all these spirits. They're like white masks with black coats, like uh, Batman's Court of Owls, if anybody's read the Snyder Batman from New 52. I have not, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, and the spirits are draining the memories out of these kids. And then they have a fight. And, uh, she turns into a bunny. Well, yeah, but but so the turns out the spirits are tr- just trying to be remembered. They're mm-hmm. trying to purge out the memories that are causing the kids to forget. So like the new world, the internet, and and memes, and and, and uh, T-Mobile and, sidekicks, and Bird Box. Apparently, I don't know if that reference is going to still hit at when this episode comes out, but Bird Box is real big in the memes right now. I saw two different memes. Oh, it was the same meme. Done two different ways about Bird Box. Yeah. It was horrible. It's a good movie. You should watch it. But, uh, I'm okay. Um, I want to watch Puka. You yeah. seen Puka yet? No. So these little spirits just trying to get remembered, kind of like um, the gods in American Gods. Right. You know, that they're, they're, they exist from who remembers them, who believes in them, who... Yeah, Odin's you know, dying, but Netflix is like really good up thing. there. Yeah, so... Um, what it looks like is the moral of these adventures is kind of balancing the the old with the new. It's not everything that looks immediately dangerous is, mm-hmm. and not all of your not all of your old ways are bad. Right. There's some good in them too. So that's kind of the purpose she takes away from this. You know, her purpose now is she's going to save the world. Right. She's going to protect her people. And she's going to embrace the new world while supporting the old. Now, could you, as someone that has been, you know, reading comics recently, you and I have been talking about specifically champions. Uh-huh. Uh, could you 
say that this is a really good allegory for people that are looking at the Marvel Legacy line. I'll say it's a really good metaphor for champions. Yes. There we go. It's yes, legacy characters. It's it's old. It's embracing the old, but accepting the new. It's a new Spider-Man. It's a new Iron Man. It's a new all these different things. It's mm-hmm. look, comics don't have to be just the old way. You can have those, and they're fine, and that's great, and whatever. But you don't also don't need to hate the new ones, right? Hate them because they're not good. Don't hate them just because they hate them. Yeah, don't hate them just because the characters are not the not the white people that you you know grew up reading. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for this one, I actually really like this issue. Yeah, um, uh... I gave it a seven. You gave it a seven? Yeah, I gave it a seven. Okay. Um, it was a lot of fun. Gave some depth to a brand new character. Uh, it introduced some cool Inuit mythology that as a Southern American, I don't really get exposed to very much. Absolutely. Because, you know, to be in the country of the United States of America, I really couldn't be farther away. I mean, mm-hmm. if I lived in the... Motherfucker, what is ice? If I lived in... <laughs> yeah. I would, I would have to live... That's, like, what takes, yeah. that's what takes little Mexican kids from their parents. Wow. Wow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I'd have to live in the Florida... <laughs> I would, that's I would, going to get edited. That's fine. Be, because America doesn't... Res- <laughs> because America doesn't respect Puerto Rico, I'd have to live in the Florida Keys to be any further away from the Inuit people. Absolutely. And it was kind of cool to see the... Uh, or Guam. A, a little glimpse into some of their mythology, some of their culture. Uh, and I agree. I really think it is interesting that they are, uh, especially just focusing on uh, technically not Native American, but First Peoples. Yeah. Because it's in Canada. First Nation. Well, yeah, First Nation. So we're not talking about, um, uh, you know, typical United States. Mm-hmm mythology and everything this is going even further into the great white north in which well most americans don't give a shit about canada why is it gotta be white well that's what it's called it's it's snowy yeah who named it white people white people Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i also thought it was really great that she's mentioned like i thought you always wanted to be in alpha flight which is like the Canada's yeah, version of the Avengers. Yeah, all the, and all the no Canadians, one wants to be an Alpha Flight. Well, no, flight. I'm saying all, all the Canadians are like, you don't want to be an Alpha Flight? Like, Alpha Flight's the cool thing and the Avengers are pretty lame. Yeah, like, it's like, it's dude, like, it, it's, it's like saying you play for, uh, it's like saying you play hockey for the Boston for, Bruins. And they're like, why wouldn't you play for Toronto? How come you don't want to play for the Leafs? Yeah, what are you talking about? Hey, you, you, you don't want to play for the, the Canadians? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's fun to see the other side. Where like we always, you know, that this kind of that that ongoing joke in America about the Americans that moved to Canada mm-hmm. and how many Canadians really want to move to America, and we have all these, you know, these comedic expats, these actors that come yeah. in, you know, and it's the exact opposite. It's why would you want to join the American team when you can join the super cool Canadian team? Yeah, you can hang out in Canada, protect Canada. You know what doesn't happen to Canada? Everything that happens in the United States of America. Yeah, except for We Stand on Guard by Brian K. Vaughn from Image Comics. There's really not much that happens in Canada. Absolutely. I mean, you remember during Secret Empire. What happened in Secret Empire? Okay, well, there's this giant, you know, negative energy by the dark hole bubble around New York. Okay, that's like four hours from Toronto. That sucks. The U.S. is on lockdown because Captain Hydra is doing this stuff. Okay, cool. Still not Canada. Still not Canada. We're still hanging out and being cool with the rest of like Europe and everybody else, mm-hmm. just maintaining things. Mm-hmm. I really did like the fact that she got a enchanted token. Totem, sorry. Uh, no, it's a, it's a token. I think it's still a totem. It says token, though. I think it's still a totem. Like, it's not a totem pole, but... No, I, I get totem in the sense of like an, an Pretty actual... Pretty sure a token is what you put into uh, arcade games and they don't want to use quarters. By the way, I, I, I got to go into a gachapon machine today. What is that? 
uh, you buy a token and you put them in there and you get really cool stuff. Like uh, it's Japanese. Really cool or just knickknack bullshit? It wasn't really cool. It was, it was it, even. Anyway, it was, back, back to the knickknack bullshit. Um, uh, I would say uh, on this one, eh, going down the line, six. Okay. Another, it was really, good. you liked this story exactly the same as the last one? Ambivalent? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It was good enough. I, I guess. I, I think this was markedly better. It, 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 that's fine. It had steaks. There was actual resolution. <laughs> I was looking at the food. I'm like, there's not fucking steaks there, dude. There's like a brisket at most. Um, uh, there's a thing of sriracha there as well in the last part. And I do like the fact that it ended with them getting together as a team to have a good meal together and learn about Inuit stories. Yeah, she was going to tell them some stories while they ate. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So what's your overall rating on this then? I got to do more math. Mine's a six, I think. 5.75, so a 6. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, so... Read them if you like the characters. Yeah, but don't go out of your way to get these stories. They're not crazy, crazy good. Uh, but they're they're fine. They're, they're perfectly adequate. They're nothing crazy, nothing insane. They're all right. I think, what, next arc we're going to do... First arc, well... The first new arc of 2019. I'll start in February. Yeah, we're going to do um, uh, Young Justice. That's not how it's pronounced, but okay. Young Justice. Yeah. Uh, Young Justice is coming back. Written by Brian Michael Bendis of former Marvel fame. Yes. Who's been yes. writing Superman over at uh, DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's bringing back Superboy. Yep. Old soups. With with the leather jacket and the fingerless gloves and everything. People are excited. He's also bringing back, um, uh, what's his name? Sexy. Bart Allen. That's Barry Allen's son. Uh, I think it's like a nephew. Okay, isn't he also bringing like female Lobo daughter? The tiny no no that's in Titan, Teen Titans. Ah okay. Yeah, that just a little Flash person. Um, but yeah no, it, it should be fun. Should be a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, either way, people love these characters. People are super excited about Young Justice. People are super excited about Superboy. So let's see what Brian Michael Bendis can do. I trust the author. I just don't know anything about these characters. So we'll be kind of going in blind and seeing what happens. Uh, does that also mean that we're going to be covering the Young Justice television series that's on the DC Universe streaming service? No. Okay. As I said, I'm only going to get that after Swamp Thing has already come out so I can binge it and cancel my free month trial. Yeah, that, that Swamp Thing. Thanks for listening, guys. You know where to find us. We are jackstradespodcast.com, at jackstradespod on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash jackstradespod. Go ahead and follow us, email us, visit the website, click on stuff. Send us things. Any interaction's fun. We always love it. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And you can listen on our website if you don't like any of those platforms. Uh, go ahead and give us a review and a rating, whatever their rating format is. Hope for the highest. Those ratings and reviews help other people find our show. So if you like it, somebody else might. Help them find it. Uh, like I said, uh, it's been a fun year. And now we're into 2019, so thank you all for riding out 2018 with us and joining us into 2019. We're super excited to do some fun, new, cool stuff with you. Yeah, we're out. 2018 is one and done. It's been an okay year, but 2019 is going to be better because it's an odd year, and that's always a positive. I don't think that's how that works. Not at all. Hey, you know a young Justice? Her name is Jenny Hex. Oh, Jonah Hex's daughter, I guess? Or all... Gen We're going to deal with this in February. Gen X. <laughs> we'll deal with this in February. Sounds horrible. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. Have a I'm good Greg. One. Shut up, Greg. And one for the road.
So when I was in high school, I was really big into Phantom of the Opera, like most high school guys. The first city was making a modern day version of it all, but instead of it masquerade, it was masquerade, and the whole thing would be like a ravey masquerade thing. And then I just realized the beginning of it where it's the organ going, you can do the same thing in the modern version with a fucking air horn. So it's See, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a different way. You started out normal. And you get, you get the beat to drop from there. Absolutely. Well, that, that would be the masquerade. because crank like, it up from there.